What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Gimme 20, the 20-minute comedy podcast, where myself and my co-host, Mel, talk about just the weird shit that happens in our life. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Aaron Sini, and as with me always, as I just said, is the one, the only, Mel Felker. Mel, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I like that energy today. The intro felt good. Oh, I'm bringing it, right? Yeah, I love it. Um... Yeah, how am I doing? I'm good. I I come here today with an exclu- an exclusive story though. I'm so pumped. Yeah, I uh normally I'll tell people things like if anyone's friends with me in real life, I'm always talking about stupid shit that happens to me. But this one I've saved specifically because I knew that we were podcasting today. Um so <laughs> if I laugh all the way through it, it's it's because it's the first time telling it. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't wait to hear more about this, especially because I like any story, which we're going to get into a whole Tinder message later. Anything that you can't get through without laughing is like my favorite thing. So do tell what happened. Yeah. So um, just some background. Recently, I've started binging Criminal Minds. Oh, Um, sure. Yeah. So just part of my nightly routine, I sit in bed and, you know, sometimes I got some popcorn, sometimes some goldfish, you know, there's always a snack there. Uh, Last night was popcorn. And I, I always drink out of a water bottle with water in it. Um, That's good. One does. You can't actually call it a water bottle if you're drinking lemonade out of it. Then it's a lemonade yeah, bottle. Yeah. And then it gets all sticky. You don't need that. Yeah, and you don't want to wash um, it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Sorry. So I, got, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go on with your water no, bottle no. and popcorn. No, I'm glad you can relate to this story already. Um, So I got the water bottle. And for some reason, you know, this is going to make it really predictable. But for some reason, I thought like... Okay, you know, drinking out of like the nozzle of the water bottle, like this is one of the plastic ones. Like I'm not talking like uh, like one of the reusable ones that has a little nozzle thing that you drink out of. Like sometimes that's not satisfying. Um, I don't know if you ever get that. So I, t- I decided to take the lid off so I could drink out of it more like a cup. Yeah, totally. Because um, it tastes better that way. But in, in the middle of Criminal Minds, I just forgot that I did that. You just forgot that you had just made this giant water bottle lidless. Yeah, I forgot I took the, the lid off. Oh, wow, I am laughing. I knew this would happen. Um, <laughs> so I I went to take a drink and like I thought it had the, the lid on still. So I was kind of like kept it a bit further from my mouth. So I would. Yeah, like, you like aggressively went to take a big drink from an yeah. open bottle that's or closed bottle yeah. that's actually open. Yeah, and I just dumped it on <laughs> just just right on my shirt and I had just filled it up so it was cold water and it was just all over me and all over my bed and this is at like 11 30 at night like I'm, I don't have time to change the sheets so um I and it was awful like the water hadn't even like absorbed into my t-shirt so it was like cooling so <laughs> I just uh got out of bed and like changed my shirt quick and then I like I didn't even deal with the water on my bed I just Thanks. luckily my bed is Screw big it. enough yeah my bed's big <laughs> enough I just moved to the other side and like flipped the one pillow that was affected over and I was like you know what <laughs> that is what it is <laughs> good but, enough I guess um yeah so that's really funny you told me you just had a story before the show so I didn't know what it was going to be so we got um a new couch and love seat in my basement yesterday and they have mm-hmm. a recliner and I was very excited. I was very busy all day. And then I was uh, out last night and 
I came home and I was like, I can't wait to sit in the new recliner section of this couch. And I grabbed myself a carbo water and I opened it and I didn't notice how shallow the cup holders are on this, unfortunately. And when I went to um, recline, it like exploded the water over me, the new couch, all of it. So what are the odds? What are the odds? You started telling the story. I was like, oh, I have a weirdly similar story. Huh? Yeah. Uh. Water water spills i guess happened to everyone <laughs> you never know the one um, commonality <laughs> speaking of commonality i feel like i've been here before we tried to record this episode like a week ago and my internet just crapped the bed um and we, it was just done like zoom just shut down the computer was like i'm not doing this anymore please please accept my two weeks notice in this last 30 seconds um yeah. but during that episode, the seven minutes that we recorded, uh, we talked a little bit about you finally doing stand-up. Yeah. So I hate to make you repeat yourself, but I want to hear again, but not for me, for everyone listening. I always want to say at home, but that doesn't make sense. Podcasts are for anywhere. Um, but tell them. Tell them how it went. How did you feel? Were you excited? Nervous? Uh, yeah. Give us give us the quick rundown. Yeah. Yeah. So this is weird because we talked about it before, but uh, we, we couldn't just leave a seven minute episode because uh, then oh, good friend of the show, Eric, would only have seven minutes of cardio instead of his regular 20. Right? And we care about his heart. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, stand up was really good. I, I did it in front of a, a bunch of friends at, at the little talent show. And honestly, like my friends were amazing they like moved from their table so they had a better view and were standing at the back so I was like just the best yeah I was like making eye contact with them the whole time and I thought I would be really nervous and I thought I would be shaky like I even had a joke written in that uh talked about how I was shaking and I had to edit it to be like oh I'm actually not shaking that much right now because I wasn't nearly as nervous as I thought I would be um and like I just I was so comfortable up there it was so much fun like I really liked doing it in front of people that I knew and like I guess other people at my school that I didn't know as well but everyone was laughing and having a good time and like the feeling I had afterwards I was like oh I want to do more of this but I haven't haven't got out again yet because next time's gonna be in front of strangers probably at an open mic and I am absolutely terrified to do that so what a goddamn <laughs> professional let me tell you you had a joke about shaking. You got up there. You had your confidence. You're like, well, now I have to improv this joke. Killing it. Yeah, it was. I actually added lib to a couple of things. Uh, and I, I remembered everything I wanted to say, too, which is what I was most nervous about. Um, but I had practiced it so much um, for like the two weeks before I kept recording myself like anytime I went to go practice it I would just hit record um so that I would have it just in case I said something funny that stuck um and so by the time I was actually doing it like I'd practice it so many times like I would even practice in my room like holding a water bottle or a hairbrush or something like pretending it was the mic because I had some people I know like give me tips about even just like where to hold the mic up to your mouth and whatnot so I tried to be as prepared as I could even the last recording you sent me as we were kind of like working through it was like version number seven. So I don't know. I think taking the time and the effort, it really paid off for you. And it was awesome to see the video. Like, I don't know, you killed it. And I can't wait to see more. Um, have you looked up like um, open mics in your area? So, and thank you, by the way, I was glad. I really liked having you to bounce off of, to send things to. That was fun. Um, but yeah, there's, 
a, a place on campus that does open mics every Wednesday, but I think they typically have more like musicians go, which makes me nervous because like doing comedy, if people are used to musicians being there, they're used to like just chatting through the acts. So comedy demands a bit more attention if you're going to get anything back from it. So a lot of people will tell me like, oh, I thought it would be more nerve wracking doing it in front of people, you know, and like that may be true for some people. For me, like I love my friends and like I knew they'd have my back and I wasn't like I'm a goof around them. So I wasn't worried about being a goof like on a stage in front of them. Um, But like strangers don't owe you any laughter. (laughs) And so that open mic, like I I probably should get up there and do it, but it'll be even worse if they don't want a comedian to be there. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, and that's one thing that I keep going back and forth on. Like I, the open mic that I keep planning on doing, they've shut down for the holidays, which I didn't know. So I have to do it in January. (laughs) Um, But it, it is like, they have so many open mic comedians um, that I don't, it actually shakes my confidence just a little bit. Right. Like it isn't my friends who I'm like, Oh yeah, I've made you laugh plenty of times and you know what I'm doing and you're really supportive and awesome versus like, man, every like most people in that room are doing what I'm doing and that's scary yeah so yeah I get that even like for the talent show there was about 15 acts and I asked if I could go near the front and I got second which I was stoked about because like that I could relax and hang out with my friends after yeah and like because before Aaron trust me like I couldn't sit down like I was so antsy like I was like pacing yeah and I just wanted to do it um and then there was uh one other yeah, one other person in my class actually that did stand up later near the end. And when I found out he was doing stand up, I was like, oh, like I'm glad I'm before him. Like just because I, I feel like it would just stress me out if I heard someone yeah. else go before. Oh. So yeah, that's nerve wracking about doing it over Mike too. And he he killed it too. He nice. he was so funny. So I was literally just was, about to ask how he did. That's awesome. Yeah, no. And it was like a totally different style, but like it was it was so good. And I told him he should do it again, but not sure if he will but yeah we found it there's a couple of people in my class with the stand-up interest but um seems like i'm the only one that might actually do it again <laughs> so like because it's scary to do it in front of strangers like that's kind of yeah. the vibe i got from everyone but hmm. we'll see if i get out there i might drag them along with me the next time you know so here's an important question you had your friends there any uh any tinder people showing up to this thing no but okay. there was a tinder person at the time that wanted to come and this same person, Ooh, I, I no, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna call him out. I'm gonna call him out. You know, he's a nice guy, he meant well, but I sent him my jokes, and he told me he didn't like my greyhound joke. <gasps> and yeah, yeah. To that, I say you're wrong because that's everyone's favorite joke. So. You're like, you know what I don't like is your attitude. So here's an unmatched button, fool. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it didn't work out with him anyway, but. Uh, yeah, red flag if you don't like my jokes. If if he's listening to this, which like who knows, he could be, but that's a red flag, bud. You got you got to laugh. Yeah, you got to you got to make sure it's funny. Like So Come on, man. Be cool. Yeah. Um but, but what about you? Do do you want to talk about your Tinder stuff now? I want to talk about Tinder. Like that yeah, that was do. my segue for it. Um as you know, I I tried the Tinder in my fucking mid 30s. Like I'm proud of you. Thank you. It was uh God, Mel, let me tell you, it is interesting. Um, I'm not totally sure how like the app and a logarithm work, but what is most fascinating about trying 
Tinder in your mid thirties is I am getting people showing up from their mid twenties up to their mid forties. You can set that, you know? Nope. I didn't. That's <laughs> no, but, no, but you not. could change it if you want. You okay. Good. It. Yeah. Good to that. know. <laughs> but this gave me like the coolest and weirdest, whitest experience <laughs> I could have ever expected. Um, well, you're being from Colorado. In, <laughs> yes. Being in Colorado, having like 300 days of sunshine and like hiking trails and all this stuff. Um, pretty much anybody from the age 25 to 29, their profile was like, just living my best life in Colorado. Lots of sunshine. Love to hike with my dog. Who's clearly my best friend. You better love animals. The end. That would, that was everybody like, that Hiking's is a big your... thing on Tinder. That's what? Hiking's a big thing on Tinder. Like, oh my God, it's area. insane. That's all yeah. they care about. So that is the 25 to 29 year old. Okay. The 30 year old, you never know. They could be in one of the other two categories. For some reason, the second you hit 31 years old on Tinder, <laughs> you get one of two people. You get the, I am very liberal, single mom. My daughter, son is my absolute life, uh, but would still love to just meet up for a drink. Um, no hookups, please, which is also another big deal. No hookups, please, which is fine. <laughs> but the other one, and I don't know what it is. I, I have done my research. I've made a spreadsheet. I didn't, but you should have other side of their politics is more right-leaning it gets drastically worse <laughs> and it's always like i have five kids from five dads you want to make it six and i'm like who the fuck are these people and so it is an absolute minefield of people out there um not to mention the amount of people who are interested in being in open relationships but that age group starts right at 35. Okay. For some reason, every woman who showed up who was over the age of 35 was like, open relationships, totally cool with me. So I can't say it's been the best experience that hmm. I've had. But this made me curious. So I reached out to a couple of friends who also dated online later and the first one was my friend rob who was like man my first tinder date uh we hit it off really well over chat and i she was like maybe we should meet up the day before our date and like grab a cup of coffee and like just kind of get to know each other and take out the weirdness of the saturday night date the next day and he was like totally and he was like and then it was a nightmare we had nothing in common <laughs> It was incredibly awkward. We didn't have nearly as much to talk about as we thought we did. I don't know if he rushed into the first meeting. And then the next night he felt too bad to cancel the date. He's like, so I guess I'll see you tomorrow. And then he fell asleep during that movie. In a movie what movie did they see? I have no idea. Uh, there's a theater here called The Lyric and they have big couches. It's like an indie theater. So they usually just show like indie movies. It's not going to be where you go watch like Endgame or anything like that. Right. And yeah, he was like, 
big comfy couch. Uh, I knew this second date was going to be a nightmare. So I grabbed a beer. We went inside and I just immediately passed out on this couch. And then two hours later, she's like, so maybe don't do this again. And he was like, I think that's probably a good idea. At least it was mutual (laughs) and he didn't have to break her heart. True. That is true. And then I asked my good friend, Jess, who is my age, a couple of kids. And I said, do you have any just terrifying Tinder stories? And she said, probably the greatest thing I've ever heard. Let me tell you about Captain France. Let's hear it. Yeah, that's what I said. Please tell me about somebody you now call (laughs) Captain France. And she sends me this screenshot. I have full permission. We do not know his name. His name is Captain France. Um, I picture this man being like gruff and Southern cause he's a military man, but it also doesn't necessarily match the words he said. So <laughs> the context of the thing I'm about to read you is, uh, he said, do you have kids? She said, yep. Two. How about you? Here's this man's response to yes <laughs> to how about you? Uh, this is exactly how I picture this man sounding. Um, nope, never married, no kids. I've been a man of service and intellectual endeavor for the past six years after getting out of a marriage-like relationship. (laughs) Not gonna lie, I was much more into romance and relationships when I was back in France. I just don't find it as fulfilling and interesting in the States. Large part because people tend to not connect intellectually, to put it mildly, as they do in other advanced countries. I just want to pause there for a second. For I'm dying. <laughs> dramatic effect. As they I'm do dying. in other advanced countries. <laughs> so I just kind of stopped trying since I wasn't getting much out of it. Mel, <laughs> it's not done. It's like he no, but like at this point, like okay, because normally if people are done with Tinder, like they'll just stop replying. Like there's so many messages I haven't replied to, right? Yeah. But like this man, it's like it was like there was a turning point, like the day before or something uh-huh. that made him like he like this is the first time he's expressing this to someone because there's no way he sends his message to everybody. Like she right. just got so lucky, like right place, right time. <laughs> so it keeps going and it gets so much better and probably slash worse. Uh, when I was younger, the libido, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not kidding. This is the actual message. When I was younger, the libido was so high, I would deal with the shit because I needed sexual satisfaction. Oh, no. And then, but now I'm an old man, <laughs> so I can make do without that satisfaction. Can I ask a question? <laughs> yes. Is this all in the same message? Like all one text, oh just a block. God. Oh my god! So now okay, he can make he do without this because he's an old man. And he says, "But lately, I've been feeling a need for companionship and maybe intimacy, so I signed up for this app." Double space. So that was all one block of text. Yeah, I do think he copies and pastes to everybody now. I've Fair. changed my mind. Yeah. Double space. So tell me, those kids from two different marriages. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Jess, God bless her heart with what is maybe the greatest response to this message I could ever read just says, yep, it do be rough out here. (laughs) Oh man. And then that was that. That was it. I asked, she didn't send me the screenshot. I was like, okay, how does one respond to that follow-up? Yeah. Uh, Apparently he went off about how disrespectful she is that he would uh, send such a lengthy and heartfelt message and she would only respond with six words to which she clicked the old unmatch button and moved on with her life. Yeah. You got to unmatch that. Damn. That's wild. People, people on Tinder are wild. There's been, I haven't got anything that deep. um, Oh, but it doesn't surprise me. I'll say that. Lucky you. Um, I'll say I asked, uh, five or six friends about their online dating horror stories. Um, falling asleep in a movie when you didn't want to be on the second date was pretty good. But when Jess sent me um, that screenshot, I I haven't read it without like laughing into tears by the end of it every single time. It's just so outrageous. When this man walks from... <laughs> his libido and sex drive to being like but now i'm an old man and don't care about none of that (laughs) it's just ridiculous oh so i don't know i read that screenshot i was like should i delete tinder is tinder not for people in their 30s i don't think it's for people in their 30s i think i should probably delete tinder you gotta try some of the other apps i've got hinge now Uh, to be honest hasn't been better but (laughs) but it has a new name everyone's on the same app so you like match with them on both it's like it's it's stupid i'm not i'm not a fan of these apps anymore i mean i never i never really was but well yeah people aren't finding your jokes funny and right well no and now actually the big thing now is everybody's asking me who my favorite comedian is and i was like this is is getting old (laughs) i just you know it's it is what it is but yeah look we're we're running over we're over it yeah i mean 22 minutes that's it eric you're doing great keep running Keep running, yeah, Eric. You're doing awesome on the treadmill, Eric. Keep that cardio going. We got you, buddy. Uh, this has been another episode of Give Me 20-ish, um, the comedy podcast where me and Mel get to tell you about the random shit in our lives and what it's like to be on Tinder and how it's way harder for women, I've learned. Um, until next time, keep it funny. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>